and you're listening to Hobbits at Heart. Oh my goodness. Also, like, I almost got nervous to say my own name because I thought I was going to forget what I was supposed to say, but I did (laughs) not, and we are here. Um, Here we are. I cannot believe that we're here again with Kirsten. Welcome back. Thank you. So happy to be back. We are so happy to have you. Like, Lindsay and I have said to each other as well, it's just so much fun to have you on here and chat with us, especially... You know, ringing in the end of Return of the King. I know. I can't believe you guys. This is our last Return of the King episode. <laughs> no matter how long it is, we're just gonna talk all the way through the end of the movie, which I'm really excited about. But man, we've come so far. I know. Can you? I just like I have learned so much. We they're like oh, there's just so much more in my brain. <laughs> And I I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I love, I love it. Yes, it's been a fun journey and excited for all the things that are going to come too, but we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But I I am surprised that we're finally here because this, I think Return of the King is what, seven episodes? (laughs) When, When we did Fellowship, was it just two? Yeah, I think we did two episodes for Fellowship, four for Two Towers, and now seven or eight for Return of the King. Yeah, something like that. Which makes sense. I mean, Return of the King is a really long movie, especially the extended edition. But I think though, if we were to redo Fellowship with like how talkative we are now, it would be more than two episodes, I think. Yeah, we didn't really 100% know (laughs) what we were doing when we did Fellowship. Yeah. But But here we are. Here we are. So happy. Yay, they geared it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we should just dive on in unless anyone has anything they want to set the tone or share about your day. I think let's do it. Let's dive in. So we stopped last time um, with that big ass army surrounding <laughs> Aragorn. Oh, oh, yes. Aragorn. Got it. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. Aragorn and company. <laughs> what were you thinking with the sea? The sea, the boat. The orcs. No, no. The oh. sea of orcs. Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I thought he went back to the boat. So I was like, that's a long time ago. No, I was like, we're not at the end yet, Kelsey. <laughs> no, my brain went to the Sea of Orcs when they're in their armor and we're, oh, we're yeah. past that. So I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Keep going. I get you. Uh, no, but it, we just had Aragorn give his lovely speech about how it is not this day that men will fail and then we go back to Frodo and Sam, who are struggling to claw their way up Mount Doom. And I will say, moving forward, the end of this movie is intercut a lot. So we're going to be going back and forth from Frodo and Sam to Aragorn and back and forth. But next up is Frodo and Sam trying to get up to Mount Doom. And I know I've spoken to their acting before, but I put in this, Frodo is really selling this whole it's too heavy thing. Like he really is being as dramatic as he can be. Um, And then, you know, Peter Jackson's like, let's make it more dramatic. And they bring in the Shire music. Oh, that's right. (laughs) It's so, it makes me cry almost every time that damn music. I love it so much. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wrote down in all caps, fight Frodo. You can do it. Just encouraging him. Oh, <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah. Frodo is literally clawing his way up the mountain. Like I think he's on all fours. And then I was like, you know, all kidding aside, sometimes life is like that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes yeah. you feel like you're just on all fours clawing your way forward just hanging on yeah and that's okay that's life sometimes you know yeah at least it's not on the side of a fiery mountain mm-hmm. you know with a ring of power yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then i have that it cuts back to gimli and legolas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And this is just such a sweet scene where, you know, Gimli says to Legolas, I never thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. And Legolas says, what about side by side with a friend? So sweet. I know. I think we've talked so much about Gimli being like comedic relief. And in this scene, they kind of like weigh it down a little bit. And they're like, hey, he's still like, there's still this actual friendship that they've been building this whole time. It's not just to make you guys laugh. Mm hmm. Made me tear up, not tear up, but like get a little misty, you know? Yeah. Cause I was like, oh shit, they're gonna die and they're friends. And this is so cute. I love them so much. Yeah, especially thinking about where they started, where like he literally was getting in a fight with the elves and the like elves versus dwarves and mm-hmm. um, Rivendell and everything. So seeing that versus now when they're like, best buds you know full circle that's cute yeah it really is a nice little side story about how these two races who historically don't like each other and don't get along when they actually finally go through this journey together they become best friends so i think that's an important message yeah for sure it's definitely a bigger bigger picture thing Mm mm-hmm and then after that lovely touching moment, we go back to Frodo and Sam again. And <laughs> this is where, you know, Sam is saying, do you remember the Shire, Mr. Frodo? Sam is literally amazing. I just, I wrote, Sam is literally the best friend ever. Fight me. Like, <laughs> I, I want to sit at one of those tables with the signs that says like, Samwise Gamgee is the best person in the world. <laughs> Uh, change my mind change my mind yeah Yeah. I I will take that challenge and I offer you Lindsay Johnston what oh (laughs) oh Kristen (laughs) no way (laughs) a good argument though I know that is a good argument here's here we could do that but keep it within the Lord of the Rings universe keep it fair okay 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 you know but he's he's just at this scene and of course the music still and he just knows exactly what to say every time he opens his mouth. And of course I started getting misty eyed again. Yeah. I know that this is probably, I mean, not to be a little bit dramatic, but I actually cried a lot at this scene when he's asking Frodo, like, do you remember the taste of strawberries? And Frodo's like, I don't remember the taste of strawberries. Like I remember nothing. And I know it's not the same thing at all. But it just hit me in my feels because of this past year with COVID and Mm -hmm. like going literally an entire year, like without seeing friends, without seeing family, without doing all of the things that we normally do. 
it just, I made that parallel in my brain and I was, I was pretty emotional. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad you were able to like relate to it in that way and kind of use it as an outlet kind of. Yeah. That's sweet. I just thought about the one time Lindsay and I recreated the scene (laughs) when we were in Hawaii with lava rocks. Oh my God. Yours were so sentimental and mine's like, (laughs) me and Lindsay, (laughs) me carrying her, at least trying to carry her a couple times. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, that was funny. Our good friend, Michael had to record us multiple times. Kirsten trying to carry me up some lava rock. <laughs> Maybe we should post that. On oh my gosh. Yes, please. <laughs> it's very small. Um, this is the scene where he says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Right. I can carry you. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Also for the listeners, um, that is my background picture right now is Sam carrying Frodo of the mountain. And it's just so good. Yeah. Like that to me is the ultimate. I know I say this about so many scenes, but <laughs> is, it your, if, is it your favorite scene? It's my favorite scene, Kelsey, <laughs> along with all of the other scenes yep. in the whole movie. But if I had to pick a top three, which I said the right of the Rohirrim is one, this would also be in my top three. Like this mm. scene is just so iconic. I'm assuming the third one would be one with Mary and Pippin. Or will it be Aowen fighting? I don't the know. Witch? Oh yeah, I feel like my or brain just <laughs> my brain just short 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 circuited because yeah, like which ones do I pick <laughs> as my top third one? That's a really hard choice. Well, maybe we can talk about that in our next episode. Yeah, but yes, this scene definitely had tears down my face, and um, again, just relating it to my real life, I was thinking about you know after I went through an abusive marriage and divorce and I had so many people like helping me through it. I literally felt like, like Kirsten was carrying me through it. Like my sisters were carrying me through it. I had so many people who I feel like I couldn't have gotten through it without them, you know? And yeah, I just, we all need a Sam in our life, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Kirsten. (laughs) Kirsten's getting a little teary-eyed. That's okay. I this am. is this is why, first of all, thanks for sharing that, Lindsay. I just like these movies and books and stories, like they're so good because people can relate to them in that way. You know, they mean so much more to people and the, the messages in these scenes are so much more powerful than just like a hobbit with a ring on a mountain. Yeah, so. exactly. And I love you, Kirsten. I love you too. <laughs> You okay. Yeah. I just put on some mascara and now it's going away. It's okay. What was uh, the point? Only you can see it. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> so moving on, because we have so many scenes to get to. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. Um, we go back to Aragorn and the line of men ready to fight. And literally I only have one note and it just says, For Frodo! <laughs> that's it i have that as well followed by a fuck yeah uh (laughs) followed by a what a goddamn leader and then after that because like they all just start charging and the fact that like aragorn turns around you can tell that he's teary-eyed like that just shows so much strength that he's still willing to fight 
till the very end. Um, and then after he runs, you get those two brave ass little hobbits running right after, like not a care. They're going to fight for the Shire. They're going to fight for their family and friends and everything, all the people they love. Um, there's just so much love in the movie. And that's when I started crying <laughs> because I was mm-hmm. like, look at them go. <laughs> they love yep. each other. I definitely started crying again. I think I, I think I was just continuously crying because, <laughs> you know, yeah, Mary and Pippin, like they're these tiny little hobbits and they are like, they're so brave to just go charging headlong into battle. Of course they get overtaken by all of the <laughs> men behind them, uh-huh. but they are going to fight for Frodo and Sam. And this time they're side by side. I know. (laughs) Also, I do have a question because before this, in the last episode, we covered the part where the eye actually sees Frodo. Mm -hmm. So when the eye gets distracted and sees Frodo, does that show Aragorn and everyone else that Frodo is actually still alive? Do they make that connection because they see that the eye has gotten distracted or no? Do they not know yet? I don't think they know. No, I don't think they know. Yeah. I don't think they know he's still alive until oh it gets yeah destroyed. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm now remembering. I have a couple other notes for this scene. First of all, what happened to their horses? Were they not on their horses? No, they they're running. running, but they were just on horses. They so said, where are the horses? Go <laughs> live your life, be free. There's well, no yeah. more death for horses. <laughs> Did they set the horses free? I just yeah, I I have Did they really run? That. When he turned around, wasn't he still sitting on his horse? No. Running. They're running on their mm-hmm. two legs. <laughs> yeah, because the hobbits are running <laughs> together you. and they were on horses too. Oh, I didn't even notice. I'm going to ask Don Marshall on TikTok and see if he knows because I really need an answer to this. It's been 20 years and <laughs> <laughs> I still need Lindsay to know. Lindsay is determined, people. <laughs> but... Speaking of Don Marshall, I just found this really fun fact on TikTok last night. This was great timing. So, you know, back in Rivendell, when everyone's pledging themselves to help Frodo get to Mordor and, you know, Legolas and Gimli are like, my bow and my axe. And then Aragorn says, if by my life or death, I can protect you, I will. Well, the music the elvish singing that is happening as they charge in for Frodo is Aragorn's line in Elvish. <gasps> so translated. I just translated. Got <laughs> I know, right? So they're singing, if by my life or death I can protect you, I will. And that's what they're doing. They're going in, sacrificing their lives to help Frodo make it to the top of Mount Doom. And I feel a little bit teary-eyed about it right now. <laughs> It honestly is such a good addition that, you know, they just did it almost for themselves and for the super fans, because it's not something that you would know just by watching the movie for the first time or 10th time or 30th time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a cool detail. This movie. Oh, it's so good because of all these details. Catch me crying every time during, well, I already cried during that scene, but extra sobs. (laughs) Yeah. Now it will be extra emotional. So after that, we move on to Frodo and Sam, and they're mm-hmm. climbing up. They're getting really close to Mount Doom, like the entrance to Mount Doom. And that sneaky little cockroach <laughs> of the Smeagol just doesn't fucking die. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, <laughs> Sam is still carrying Frodo, right? Mm-hmm. At this point. Yeah. Did he actually carry him like up the hill? Like, I don't know. That sounds mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, he did. Way to go, Sean Astin. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's super swole. Have you not seen him in 50 first dates? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <gasps> or now the kids are the kids these days are like, oh, that's the guy from Stranger Things. And I'm it's like, Bob. Yeah. oh my gosh, you need an education, a movie education. Stat. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Rudy, the movie with him? Yes. Like oh, I kind of want to though. Because he's like really, really famous movie. for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's based off a true story and it's really emotional. It is good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so they get to the, towards the top of the mountain. And I know Kirsten, you just said that Gollum showed up, but like even before then, there's just like this super convenient doorway, like slapped on the side <laughs> of a mountain. Like here, do you need to get to the middle of this mountain to get to throw something into the lava? Let <laughs> me make a convenient doorway with a bridge overlooking the lava. <laughs> like- <laughs> Well, that's where Sauron forged the ring. So No, but if he didn't want anyone to go back and destroy it, why make it? Well, not that he made it easy, but like he could have destroyed the door, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. He didn't know. He died before he really knew. Well, not died, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. I need to stop talking. No, I get what you're saying, though. You're right. You have a good point. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And then and I'm not going to stop talking. Um, Wow. What the fuck, Gollum? He just came out of literally nowhere we haven't seen him since she loves lair right yes Mm -hmm. and i honestly completely forgot about him (laughs) and when he popped out this is the second time i've seen this movie when he popped out i was so afraid (laughs) it really startled me yeah and then when he's like struggling and fighting everyone or the two of them and then when he's like struggling with frodo and frodo was like you promised to serve the master and he's he's like smeagol promised and he's like smeagol lied or louder. I can't do the voice right now. Um, <laughs> but when saying Sneagle lied, I was like, wow. And I wrote down, I fucking love him. Like, I love Sneagle. What? I wrote <laughs> down he's such a little bitch for saying that. <laughs> His character is so good. <laughs> Not good as in like a good person, but I love his character. And that is such a good line. Like Sneagle lied. Mm-hmm. Sneagle Gollum has great character development in like an evil way they wrote him really well so that is good and but i was just like oh fuck man he's really out here trying to kill frodo on the side of this mountain like it gets really really intense oh yeah and then i wrote down get him sam yeah nice aim i don't know which sam he's taught or like who's him is it smeagol is it frodo like who's he getting (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah who knows at this point like he's gonna pick up frodo i don't know there's so much going on and then this is also intercut it's like so dramatic it's intercut with like sam and frodo fighting Gollum, and then we go to the black gate with aragorn and everyone fighting and the fell beasts are starting to swoop in and then it's back to sam and Gollum fighting again yeah lots of back and forth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then frodo magically has the energy to (laughs) run i'm sorry not crawl not walk not jog run up the side of this freaking mountain i literally wrote bitch you better run after that nice rest of sam (laughs) (laughs) but like he almost just died he was like getting strangled and now he's like let me run oh he probably just enjoyed it and gave him like a boost of energy what the what (laughs) i feel like world does that make sense (laughs) like he just at this point is like 
I have to do this. Like I need to get away. I need to destroy this ring. Like, yeah, it's when you get that burst of adrenaline at like the last stretch of a run, which I don't understand because yeah. I hate running, but you know, <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that knowing now that like Smeagol quote unquote lied to him this whole time, he was like, oh shit, like this, this really does need to be destroyed. Like what you were saying. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, someone's trying to kill him. I'm sure he's trying to get the fuck away. Yeah. And then as Frodo is running up, we cut back again to Aragorn and company and the eagles arrive. But before the eagles arrive. Oh, what? What? What did I miss? Gandalf was targeted. He was about to get attacked by the fall beast. Oh, I didn't write anything about that. Yeah. It's like, so you can see they're like targeting Gandalf and he sees them off and then the eagles come but i was like oh gandalf would have died Mm. if it weren't for the eagles those are his buddies i didn't see that he was being targeted i just noticed that he whispered to his little moth friend again (laughs) i was like oh he's back i love that you love the moth so much kelsey i think it's so cute (laughs) i just love you know what what a good friend he is he just appeared out of fucking nowhere you know how long it takes for moths to fly somewhere where was he in his pocket like opens his little pocket, Gandalf does, and then he just goes, go get the eagles. <laughs> and then and then he's like, here's my little wings. I need a sound effect for this. Teeter-tatter, flop, flop, flop. <laughs> I'm a mess. Oh my gosh, what am I saying? Do you know what I'm saying though? <laughs> I get what you're saying. I always assumed that the moth was like with the eagles and the, e- the moth told Gandalf, hey, the eagle's here. Oh, I thought it was like, yo, Moth, can you go get the eagles, please? Because I'm about to die. I think for I don't the know. tower it was. Yeah. For oh, the, that's like, when right. When he's in the he tower, catches he it. catches the moth. But question, is it the same moth? I hope that's a so. long living moth. I know, it better that's, be. that's a lot of mileage in that moth. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Does Gandalf <laughs> just keep the moth or does he like use his magic to make it? Appear. Is it a magical moth or is Maybe. it a real moth? How does it not get eaten by normal birds? What's the average lifespan of a moth? Sorry, Kelsey. How far can it actually travel? <laughs> is this like, you know, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they have like the bridge questions? <laughs> He's like, watch. <laughs> Velocity. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it is a magical moth. Otherwise, how would he know what Gandalf is saying? Unless Gandalf is like possessing this moth to go get Gandalf the is magical. I know, but how would the oh. moth know what Gandalf's saying? And wait, in this scene though, does Gandalf just see the moth or does he say something to it? I think he sees it and then that's when he's like, oh, here come the eagles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I thought he like whispered something and well, I got to rewatch it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, because- but if anyone knows about this moth, let us know. We have a Gmail now, hobbitsatheart at gmail.com. Please we, tell us. We do, yeah. Email us what you what you think. And um, I want to kind of give the moth a little name. But I just called Aww. him Moth Friend. Flutters? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> Flappy moth. Mothy. No. Oh, we had a moth in our house recently that stayed for way too long. And then there were a lot more of them. But the first one was named Flappy McMotherson or something. We named him. And then I killed him. Oh. <gasps> oh. Did you hold a funeral Flappy. and use its full name? <laughs> Why did you kill Flappy McMotherson? Because there, I think it was doing a little, you know, bow chicka bow wow. And then there were a <laughs> lot of moths. 
So oh, we no. had to get rid of the moths. Hmm. Anyway, we'll call him Flappy. Is that is that okay? I like Flappy. That's cute. Flappy. Okay, let's move on. Bagels are coming. <laughs> no they, context. They, uh, they're coming and they help. They help. Um, I do have a book note about that. Oh, sorry for the spoilers, Kelsey, but that is where, so, you know, again, remember the books are split in two. Okay. So it ends the first book of Return of the King ends with Pippin looking up and saying the eagles are coming and then getting knocked unconscious. Oh. And it just ends. <laughs> Wait, and <what>? then <laughs> Wait. it goes to Frodo and Sam, or Sam all the way back in Shelob's lair. What? Yeah. Two things. What? He gets knocked unconscious? Mm-hmm. It goes from that back to fucking Shelob's lair? Yes. How long are they fighting for? Wait, wait. So Return of the King is not just one book? No, Return of the King is two books again. But two towers ended at Shelob's lair? Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen Sam and Frodo for an entire book, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Because, you know, it's one physical book, but that book is split in two. Okay. But so they, they do this whole thing up until this moment, and then they go back and do it all from Sam and Frodo? Yeah. Oh. And then they are together at, from this moment on? No. <laughs> I'm confused. Is the timeline the same? You just don't know what's whole going on with Frodo and Sam the whole time? Or yeah. is the timeline entirely different where while they're fighting, they're still in Sheblob's lair? No, for no, time- no, no, no. The timeline uh, is the same. Oh, it's that's just they, he tells the story separately. <sighs> okay. That makes sense instead of cutting back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. So it doesn't okay. cut back and forth. So Two Towers, that book, the whole Two Towers book ends with Sam alone in Sheblob's lair. Then you start Return of the King and you're back with Aragorn and, and all of them. You go through their whole story all the way through Pelennor Fields, all the way up to the Black Gate. It ends with the Eagles are coming and then it starts up again with Sam alone in Shelob's lair. Okay, so then my question is, yeah. So they go from Fro- Frodo and Sam from Shelob's lair to Mount Doom, just mm-hmm. Frodo and Sam. And then- when do we go back to Aragorn and everyone else? Is it like intertwined into the same story from then on? I think it intertwines after Frodo and Sam are rescued from Mount Doom. Okay. Similarly oh. to the movie. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have to find out when I read the book. Yeah. But I just think it's always interesting how the books are divided. And yeah, yeah. For sure. But you know, I think that's a good choice because it would probably get confusing reading it going back and forth. Maybe that's where freaking what's his name who wrote Game of Thrones got the idea to split his books up, which I'm really bitter about, but it's fine. That's that's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ladies, we've got to move on. Yes. So the next scene is called The Crack of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) I have the scene names. I don't know. It helps me. Um, So here we are. Gotta destroy this ring. Sam and Frodo walk up to the little path. What's so funny? I was picturing a butt crack of doom. (laughs) (laughs) Pictured a butt crack and then I I pictured it like explosive. Ew. Okay, I didn't go that far. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, here we are. Sam and Frodo, they got through the doorway, they got away from Gollum. 
and they're ready to destroy this ring, you know? And then Frodo's like being a little hesitant. I liked that it was almost like a repeat of the past where Sam is playing the part of Elrond and Frodo is Isildur and he's just like, throw it into the fire, destroy it. Mm-hmm. And you know the meme that's like, yeet Isildur or whatever, and there everyone's <laughs> like, why didn't El- Elrond just throw him in? Can you imagine in this moment if Frodo was like, no, I'm not throwing it in, and Sam had to like throw Frodo? Do you think he would do it? Well, he's too pure. I don't think so. Exactly. So we need to Frodo give. Too much. Yeah, we need to give Elrond a little bit of, a little bit of grace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't his best friend. <laughs> was it? Was it not? I don't know Elrond's life. That's true. I don't know either. He's a private dude. Yeah, I don't know. that's true. They could have been besties. Who who would have known? Yeah. Also. Lindsay, I think you posted this meme for us the other day, but the fact that like Elrond has been to Mount Doom and he knew how to get there this whole fucking time and he literally did not help at all. He said, it's the age of men. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's like, go take care of it. (laughs) I already paid my dues. (laughs) I did my time. I'm old. Yeah, like- Let me sit here and die. (laughs) But I mean, did he have to fight off Shelob? Like, obviously he knew what path they took and he didn't even- he didn't even tell Frodo, like, if you have any questions, let me know. I've been there before. Well, I think he had easier access because they destroyed Sauron. So they could have just walked in with no issue to Mount Doom. So he might not have known everything because Sauron was dead. Yeah, I guess so. Which is still kind of confusing to me, but I'll let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always hated how the ring finally takes hold of Frodo, especially when I was younger. I think I didn't understand it. I was like, really, Frodo? You went all this way, went through all this shit, and then you get there and you're going to be a little bitch and not throw it into the fire. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, I get it. It makes sense. It's really evil. It's corrupted him. He's carried it for so long. (laughs) I still was like rooting him on like, come on, Frodo, you have one job you are fucking here the entire series is about you destroying this ring so just just toss it just let it go just into go the ding. fire <laughs> yeah just ding. um and then he's like this like trying to put it on <laughs> it's so funny he's like uh, and you just don't know. i was gonna do it <laughs> and then he puts on the ring i remember when i watched it the first time being shook that he kept the ring like I wasn't expecting it to because to me I was like oh he's he's gonna toss it into the fire he's a good guy um yeah I remember being so surprised that he kept it and Mm -hmm. seeing uh, Sam's face that was my face I was like no (laughs) I'm so disappointed (laughs) and then surprise again motherfucker Gollum is like like behind (laughs) Sam (laughs) he does not growl okay that shit's scary I was honestly like oh my god it scared me this is actually bringing up a memory that I had buried (gasps) a core memory yes someone spoiled for me I I'm remembering this now that Gollum dies destroying the ring way long before i think i had only seen like fellowship of the ring or something and i remember my friend told me that can you believe it oh my Uh, god rude yeah that's super rude i'm so sorry because this is not related but it's a story i want to (laughs) share 
Go for that it. reminds me, I got part of Harry Potter 7 spoiled for me because I was playing trivia with my friend and I hadn't finished the book yet or read the book. And part of the trivia was what's written. Uh, you guys have seen Harry Potter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my God. I was like, I don't want to spoil it. I read them it. when they came out. <laughs> okay. I assumed. I just realized I don't want to <laughs> spoil it. But the question was what's written on Dobby's tombstone. And I was like, Dobby dies? Oh, no. Here lies Dobby, a free elf. Yeah. And I was like, not cool, bro. Not yeah. cool. Oh. Anyway. We don't like spoilers around here. No, we don't. Um, I wrote down, you know what? Thank goodness for Smeagol, because he saved Middle Earth, the true hero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, Gandalf basically said all the way back in the Mines of Moria that Gollum has a part to play. Yeah. And- you know, you're right. so you're right. You're right. Gandalf said it too. I mean, he didn't have to go biting off Frodo's finger though. That was like, ugh. yeah, that was really gross. Mm-hmm. And then every time they showed Frodo's hand, I couldn't help but picture. I was like, he's just doing this. It's <laughs> like <laughs> nub. He's just he's just bending his finger uh. down. So <laughs> even later in the movie, when it's all bandaged up, I'm like, hey, it's just fake. <laughs> That's so funny because to me, that part makes me cringe so much, I think, because and this is why I can't do violence in movies because I feel the pain as if it's happening to me. So my finger was also bit off. I I feel like my finger has been bit off. I imagine the pain and I'm like, oh, God, no, no. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I don't feel that way at all. I'm sorry. I'm just like, oh, such good acting. Look, he's moving his finger. It's taped down. You can see the blood gushing out. Like, cool effect. Lindsay, what does that feel like? It freaking hurts. That is how it feels. It (laughs) hurts. Well, at least now you know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do want to say really quickly, just before we move on with the Frodo and Sam stuff, um, we do also cut back, Mm -hmm. again, intercut with all of this, uh, going to Aragorn. And he's fighting a troll. And you can see that Aragorn, that this battle is going poorly. Like they are all going to die if this ring is not destroyed because Aragorn's falling down to the ground. Like Legolas is trying to get to him, but Legolas is fighting. Uh, It's just a bad situation all around. Yeah, and you can see how frantic Legolas is like on his face. Like, oh my God, my friend is about to get killed by this troll. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I need to get, like he's just watching it from a distance trying to get, it's so sad. Yeah, the determination on his face, like trying to work through all the guys and get there to save him. Ugh. Yeah. I also think it's interesting. So I think this is a fairly well-known fact that originally they were going to have Aragorn fighting like a human, like Sauron in kind of like his human form. Oh. Instead of a troll. Yeah. And they changed it digitally at the last minute because they felt like it would be too distracting from like the Frodo and Sam moment. Oh. But I was actually, I went down a rabbit hole online the other day reading where people were like, he should have been fighting like the mouth of Sauron. He should have been fighting like the one of the Nazgul. Like all these people have all these different ideas of what he should have been fighting. So. Well, he already fought and killed the mouth of Sauron. Oh, cr- uh-huh. <laughs> oh. oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> I can't roll my R's unless I'm saying that. So you're oh, welcome, world. Otherwise, it sounds like this. That's how I am too. Then we see that Gollum, we're going back to Gollum and Mountain Doom. 
he has the ring and Frodo is pissed. And in the moment I was like, is he so like fiery pissed because he just wants it or because now he's like, fuck you. We, I want to destroy it. I think he wants the ring. I think at this point they're fighting for it. Kind of like the Deagle Smeagle situation Mm -hmm. where like the ring just doesn't want to go into the fire. And now they're just like, who's going to win? Who's going to take the ring? Um, Also in that moment of success for when Smeagle like gets the ring, you can see him pick the finger out and just drop it. (laughs) (laughs) And then just like hold up the ring. And it's, it's pure joy on his face like you've never seen a being more happy in their life and he's like look at me i fucking did it i won i'm the winner i'm the last ring bearer gallivanting around (laughs) Mm -hmm. as he's falling though like it's he his face like you said kirsten like he's so happy but then in that moment i was like oh my god this is so sad because like he is who he is because of this fucking ring and it made me think back to like Smeagol the Hobbit it's just sad that he's about to die but it's the happiest moment he's ever had as Gollum and I actually felt a little bit of uh sympathy slash empathy for him in that moment which is like the first time I have this whole time wow I know (laughs) I know that's true though I've never really put that connection together like oh yeah um Gollum is I mean that's such a basic thing but like yeah Gollum is who he is because of the ring like who would he have been without the ring yeah a chill hobbit who liked fishing and um killed his best friend (laughs) wouldn't have done that maybe yeah that's true that's true um I know that um this scene still cuts back and forth but I do want to mention because how could I not they cut back to Gandalf for like a second and he is covered in like black blood stains from all the orcs and Urukai, and it just made me so happy that I was like, "Yeah, black blood." There it <laughs> is. I, yeah, because I remember we kind of saw some questionable blood colors in the past on the orcs, but it's de- it's in the details. Mm-hmm. And then I love the suspense that the ring doesn't get destroyed immediately. Like you know, the lava kind of forms a little shelf for it, and it's sitting there, and then all of the writing on it lights up Uh and it's just so tense. It's like, oh my God, is it going to be destroyed or not? The anticipation. Yes. (laughs) And also when when Gollum goes over the edge, like so does Frodo. So that's Mm -hmm. added to the anticipation because you don't really know if he fell also. Um, But then Sam coming clutch again and is like, reach, give me your hand. And I love that he's- yeah, he's like, don't you dare let go. And like, honestly, it probably would be so much easier for Frodo to let go in that moment. But because of Sam, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I make it up in my head or maybe it's an actual sound effect. But do you hear the like nasty gooey of the blood? Like that like, <clears throat> that was a bad Ew. noise. <laughs> that wasn't that, it wasn't that. I was trying to mimic it without trying. <laughs> and his finger? Yeah, like, oh. hear it, like when it grabs, like I feel like I hear it, but I don't know if it's an actual sound effect or if I make it up in my brain. I don't know, but I feel it. Gooey, <laughs> <laughs> gooey, bloody hand. Ew. Ew. No, the whole time I'm like, <laughs> his hand's taped down and he's trying to grab his other, Sam's hand. <laughs> I love how our reactions are all so different. Like Kelsey's like, his finger. Kirsten's like, ooh, you listen to the blood. And I'm like, ouch. 
ouch, it hurts. <laughs> ouchies, ouchies, ouchies. Ouchies. <laughs> I actually did write ouchies, Frodo's finger. Oh my gosh. Okay, so next after this, we go back and now that the ring finally melts or falls into the lava or like submerges, the eye is like screeching and the tower is falling over. And I know Kirsten, last episode, you were talking about like the eye acting, (laughs) you know, it looks like it's in pain and it like knows it's falling and dying, but it's just an eyeball. It's so expressive. Like, it's like, what is happening? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Looking all around in all directions. And then this next moment, it, I think it's what started my emotions in this part of the movie was when Mary starts yelling Frodo because now they know Frodo is alive and he destroyed the ring. Oh, so good. I'm getting chills right now. It's such a beautiful celebration that turns to complete horror when Mount Doom erupts. I know. Mm-hmm. But then you even yeah. have Gandalf Ugh. with a single tear acting yeah. like we talked about way back in Two Towers. Oh, yeah. It's both like such a magnificent, amazing moment as the tower is being destroyed with like that swelling music and mm-hmm. towers collapsing and they're all celebrating Frodo. And then it's like, oh, no. Oh, shit. They're still going to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got to like, get out quick. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they probably think like that eruption. Oh, shoot. I would have been like, yeah, that hobbit is dead. <laughs> There's no way, you know, like, oh, yeah. And this is where I had an issue, where they're all screaming Frodo, but what about Sam, dudes? Like, Sam is up there, too. I just... Do they know Sam's with him? Actually, yeah, I don't think... They might not know. No, they know. Because I know they left together, but does that mean they stayed together? Well, I mean, one would assume. You're right. They never are really like... Like, even when they go, for Frodo, it's like... What about Sam? I know. like That's why I'm saying Sam is the underappreciated hero because that's true. obviously Frodo was the ring bear and he went through a lot, but you know. No, I completely agree. Because yeah. even mm-hmm. if they didn't know that Sam was still with Frodo, would they be concerned about his death possibly at all? Like in this, however long has gone by since they've seen him? Come on, people. I know. I hope so. They cared about Boromir's death. <laughs> I hope yeah. they care about Sam. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think they would, but I just, you know, want them to show a little love to Sam, you know? Yeah. I think Frodo just symbolized a lot more to them, mm-hmm. which sucks for Sam. <laughs> yeah. And they knew that Frodo was the one that was supposed to destroy it. Like yeah. he had to. So when that happened, they knew it was because of Frodo. So little did they know it was because of Smeagol. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the true MVP. <laughs> um, so then they get out of the lava and they sit themselves on a fiery rock and uh, start recounting everything they remember about the Shire. And it's so sweet. And it's like the moment of fresh air, like ironically, that Frodo can now remember everything about the Shire. You know, he's finally Frodo again. We haven't seen this version of Frodo since the Fellowship. Yeah. Wait, I've never put that together before. That I like that a lot. It's just like, I'm sure they play the Shire music again or something because it just all comes flooding back. And they're literally just like sitting here, no time to process anything or what just happened. And they're just, they're just getting ready to die. Like yeah. together. And they say here at the end of all things, are you I kidding know. me? I'm going to cry. 
Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked when they finally get to that like safe haven on the rock where mm-hmm. Frodo's just like, it's gone, it's done. And I can never tell if it's relief or sadness. And I think that's kind of the point. Like, is he like, okay, it's done. I feel better. Or is it like, oh, it's done. Like, I don't have that piece of me anymore. But I don't know. I've never been able to tell like what his emotion is in that moment. Probably is a little bit of both, mm-hmm. you know, because he was so attached to the ring. He finally completed his quest and he did it. But it's also like, oh, now that piece, like you said, that piece of me is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I wondered too, it's like the ring is destroyed. So it's not like he still has any power over him. That's like, I miss the ring. Like the ring is making him miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah, not directly. But then, and this is in the very, very end when Bilbo's like, you still have that ring? I'm like, but it shouldn't have any power over you because it's destroyed. But it still altered them, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. It still had such a hold on them. Like it probably changed them. Yeah. just to carry it for so long yeah, yeah. and even You're when right. something's gone don't you still yearn for it or miss it yeah. yeah but in the case of the ring most people yearn for it and miss it because the ring is making them that's true so that was just my only question but we could do mm-hmm. some research on that later <laughs> mm-hmm. i will say i again was just like extra emotional when they finally did destroy the ring and I think, again, it was just like, this past year was so so hard, you guys. <laughs> that even yeah. though it was a fictional story that I've seen like hundreds of times, it just still felt so good to see good win in the end mm-hmm. in such a triumphant way. I don't know. It just, I was really in my feels watching this and I was just like, it's so good to see the good guys win. Yeah. And- <sighs> especially when something that they didn't expect to like this, this is the hardest things that they've ever had to do like ever. And they still came out on the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, like what you're saying is this year is like the hardest thing most of us have ever had to do. So, or go through. Yeah. It gives a little hope. And I think that's why people love this story so much you know that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons is you know we keep talking about the friendship and how they're all there for each other but it's also just such an iconic story of good versus evil and the good winning out and yeah the hard times that they went through does alter them it does change them especially Mm -hmm. Frodo but they do still succeed in the end and I think you know everyone needs that that good versus evil happy ending story you know yeah yeah you know who made it a happy ending though? The Eagles! <laughs> because they flew on in because Gandalf, actually there are three Eagles. Gandalf is on one and then the other two. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I've seen theories online that uh, Gandalf took three Eagles because he wanted the third one to be for Gollum. <laughs> yeah. Well, he melted. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's really sweet because Gandalf knew that Gollum was with them because Faramir told Gandalf right and so it is always like why does he take three why am I sad over this I don't like Gollum because and I, I wrote about this emotional it's, <laughs> it's like it did make me think what would Smeagol have become if the ring was destroyed and he didn't fall into the fire like I just wonder 
Would he have been redeemed? Would he have been set free? Would he still have two personalities? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I am like getting emotional just thinking about this. Damn it, Gollum. Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) Okay, we got to move on. I wrote that this is like ending number one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because, you know, there's like four endings to this movie. No, I feel there's like. like eight. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's so actually many. 20. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tracked them. So I'll, I'll call them out. Oh, okay. Them. So this is ending number one. Especially because it like cuts to black and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, this is the first time like, they've done this. Yeah. yeah. Because they could have ended it there. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have yeah. easily done that. Saved an extra half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but then the next thing we see is Frodo waking up in like a bed and everything's kind of like glowy, you know? And the um, he sees Gandalf. And I think that he thinks he's dead. Yeah, because he thinks Gandalf is dead for all he knows. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wait, he doesn't even know that Gandalf's alive or that he's Gandalf the White. He doesn't yeah. know that. That's why I'm like, I wrote down Frodo seeing Gandalf for the first time since watching him die. Look at the happiness. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's just, making me emotional I now. know. I literally was like, OMG Gandalf, why am I crying? This is the scene that literally just made me start to sob because yeah. just the the unspoken like connection between Frodo and Gandalf and then one by one as everyone starts to show up, I kind of wondered... Does Frodo still think that he's dead and think that all of his friends died too until a certain point? Or does he just realize that he's alive as soon as Merry and Pippin show up? I I never got the sense of him dying, not going to lie, until you said it. I just assumed like, oh, he realizes Gandalf is alive. But that is it. I like that take because I've never thought of it. Yeah, like maybe he thinks that they're both dead. And then when he sees Merry and Pippin, he's like, are they dead too? Oh no, they're alive. Oh, does that mean Gandalf is alive? Like just a flood of different emotions and thoughts. And then, <laughs> okay. Then Legolas walks through that door. Like <laughs> he has no business looking this good walking through this door right now. I know. I wrote that he looked so dreamy in that he, shot. He really did like more so than we've ever seen him. So yeah. I also mm-hmm. wrote that Mary and Pippin jumping on the bed with Frodo is going to be me <laughs> with you guys <laughs> after we're all vaccinated. Oh my gosh, wait, we'll have to- Tickling this. each other. <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll do a photo shoot. We'll get that on video for all of our Instagram followers. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, one of us is Frodo and then the other two are Mary and Pippin. Not it. Not it. <laughs> Great, well, that's decided. <laughs> Well, actually, Kirsten and I are already marrying Pippin. I so. know. I know. Sorry. That's why I didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, but it's so cute to see, like, the joy and laughter and hugs and Aragorn smile. Yes. And then Sam walks through the door and they start playing the Shire music. And I swear, I just, it gets me every time. I can't get over it. Sam is the best. The Shire music is the best. And you put them two together, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They totally share this beautiful look of like, we really just went through that together and they just will forever have this unspeakable bond. Mm-hmm. And that's ending number two. Yes, it is. 
I also wrote going back a little bit. I'm really curious what Dom and Billy are improvising when they're <laughs> when they're like talking to, to Frodo. Yeah, because like Pippin like jumps into the air and like lands on the bed, and they're all being really silly. I'm like, what is? I, wonder, I just want to know what they were saying. I imagine like a you totally missed it. We were fighting, and then I like did this, and then and Pippin did this, and like yeah. you know, like reenacting beard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to do a sound overlay from like the the TikTok videos where they're like, "Wee!" Yeah, just have it. That's good. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So next ending, we fast forward a little bit, and we see that it's basically like Aragorn's coronation. Yeah, Aragorn the king. The tree is in full bloom. Mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a nice little thing to notice. And um, <laughs> Gimli is the flower girl. <laughs> um, really crown a- bearer. I know. <laughs> I just oh always my think gosh. of the flower girl when I see him. I don't know why. And I will say like, there's a lot of extras obviously in the crowd. And I just hope that a lot of those extras were people from the crew, people that worked on the movie. I know that, um, Arwen's writing double is in there, but I want, I just want everyone to be like in the crew because these people deserve some screen time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my research of like cameos that didn't come up, but I do wonder if I wonder, I mean, there's so many work. people like I'm sure, yeah. I mean, not all of them are real. You can see that some of them is a little fake. It's a little CGI, but I don't know that they would need that many extras when you have like a crew member of like a huge crew of people that would probably want to be on film. Yeah. I wrote that I would love to see the spinoff of Aragorn being king and restoring Middle-earth. Like I know that we're getting a new Lord of the Rings TV show and it's all about the second age and I'm sure it's going to be great, but I'm like, I would have watched Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn restoring Middle-earth for like 10 seasons. I mean, here's the thing. Isn't the new series supposed to take place in the same universe as Peter Jackson's universe? So like, would there ever be a chance that these actors could appear at some point? Some of them, like the elves. Old ones. Potentially, or Gandalf, although I don't know. We don't really know. They've been super tight-lipped about it. But there's there's potential because it's all the same universe. There is potential, but... Again, it would have to be the long living characters because it's yeah, cause the a second while age ago. versus the third. When's this one? Third age? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, flashbacks are a thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. So maybe Aragorn? Or is that not? Is that too? I think that's too long because he's only 80, what, yeah. 80, 83 or 84? 87? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he says it. <laughs> they okay. say his age. <laughs> Guys, it's been a long night. <laughs> but he's only in his 80s. Okay. Um, I really like when he starts singing. <laughs> it's very sweet in his gruff voice. Is that before he sees Arwen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah. Cause I have stuff leading up to Arwen. Okay. They show, um, Aemir again coming in. Hot king yeah. of Rohan. Yeah. Look at him. He's a king now. And what I like about this scene of him, of, uh, Aragorn leaving the altar, I guess. Um, it's almost like a curtain call. So like you yeah. have these like actors coming forward and they're doing like their little like nods to the king. Um, and it feels like, okay, these are our, you know, our supporting roles who are coming up and doing their little bows and everything is how I interpreted it. That's so mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. I love 
the connection between Legolas and Aragorn. Like they've had such a bond this whole time. And when Aragorn, you know, puts his hand on Legolas' shoulder and says, he says, thank you in Elvish. It's like, they've just been so close this whole time. And then Legolas is like, dude, look over my shoulder. <laughs> like there's a reason I'm standing right here. And then uh-huh. Arwen's like, ta-da! Arwen lives. I know. And I, I, do you guys ever, have you ever focused on Elrond's face behind Arwen? It looks so sincere because this whole time, Elrond has kind of been like, you know, leave him, go to the Undying Lands. Like, I don't want you to die. But in this moment, he finally sees like, he's happy for her and it worked out and he's literally just like <laughs> yeah his face he's just so sincerely happy mm-hmm. yeah and um when they're reunited Aragorn and Arwen I just noticed this moment when they're like when he like goes to kiss her but after a while he just he just wants to keep his eyes open to see her while they're kissing like he mm-hmm. just can't believe she's real and I just think it's so sweet yeah i also was like how did he not know arwen was there that's so sneaky (laughs) you know assuming that like people have been coming here over the last few days as they're preparing for the coronation i know he's probably like why is arwen not here yet like wow does she love me i know (laughs) maybe he thought she died already and uh they just wanted to surprise him it was all Mm -hmm. a plan from the elves (laughs) yeah i also love arwen's headpiece like Mm -hmm. that is just Mm -hmm. so gorgeous she always looks like effortlessly gorgeous Mm -hmm. i would wear that to run fair (laughs) (laughs) okay this next part i keep having i keep talking like this because it's just my crying face and it comes with the voice but when the hobbits bow <sighs> to Aragorn and he says, you bow to no one. And then everyone bows to them. And it's just emotional and there's music. And yes, I'm crying right now <laughs> <laughs> again, because it's like, they can't even believe it. And all these people are so grateful for what they've done. And then it made me think about like every single moment that they've all sacrificed something throughout the entire series and then it made me think about how the movie's ending and I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's so true, especially because these hobbits are like, they're not here for glory. They're not here for recognition or fame. Like they wanted to save Middle Earth, but what they really wanted to say was the Shire. And in the process, they saved all of Middle Earth. And yeah, it is a yeah. really lovely yeah. moment. What an honor. What a statement. Like and these mm-hmm. little hobbits, they're just like, um... How do I respond to this type of respect? Yeah, you yeah. can see on Sam's face especially. He's like, oh. I just did it because it was right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the uh, end of num- ending number three. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ending number three. <laughs> Only five more to go. And then Frodo says it's been 13 months to the day. Because, you know, as they're returning back into the Shire on their mm-hmm. horse back and they're all decked out in these glorious outfits and I was like 13 months huh we've almost been quarantining for that (laughs) oh my god another (laughs) correlation I thought that 13 months like it that's so short and for such a vast journey that they were on like that I don't know that seems very very short but I also liked seeing um Merry and Pippin repping the kingdoms they fought for which I I didn't really notice like 
Pippin wearing something from Gondor and uh, Mary wearing stuff from uh, from Rohan. Oh, I never noticed that actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't different. notice until this time because I was like, oh. 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 <laughs> I always noticed Pippin wearing his yeah Minas Tirith like outfit, but I never noticed Mary. So, I wonder if it's just yeah. the colors, and I just associated the green with it being from Rohan. No, I, mean, I think you're right. Be. I yeah. think you're right. I think I just never noticed. That's really oh, okay. I like that. Is Pippin wearing the one from Faramir, like the Faramir's child mm-hmm. outfit or whatever? Yeah, with the tree of Gondor. Yeah. Also, yeah. oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> okay, really quick tangent. I changed my sheets yesterday, and we all love a clean bed. <laughs> okay, my sheets. I have my flannel sheets on because it's still pretty cold. Mm-hmm. They're Christmassy, but on them there is like a Christmas tree, and then a tree that I swear to God is the tree of Gondor. And I just noticed it last night. I just want everyone to know that I think my Christmas sheets accidentally have the tree of Gondor all over them. Or I love that. Or purposefully. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the manufacturers secretly Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> um, I also want to say. And I'm not going to spoil the book for you, Kelsey, but the book is very different than the movie When the Hobbits Return to the Shire. Well, because Saruman is there, right? Oh, did you already know this? Well, I know that he dies there. Yes. But I I don't know anything else. Well, I won't say anything else. Okay. But yes, that is where Saruman dies. And yeah, the book ending is just very different. So read the book. (laughs) I will. I'm so excited. Um, Also, like that guy that's just outside of his house... Did, did anyone in the Shire even know what was going on? Like, did they just, like, not even know why these guys were gone for a year? Not in the movie. In the movie? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Like, they just have no, nothing has changed for them. And mm-hmm. I think that's so bizarre to think on, to, like, return after 13 months and nothing has changed in the Shire. Like, they just continued on. I mean, that's the Shire, though. Yeah. But they've changed, you know? Like, they've experienced this, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love the next scene in the bar when they're all just sitting there and they're like, everyone is, you know, getting out their pumpkins and drinking beer. And they're like, we've seen so much. We've seen some shit. (laughs) And literally, they go to, like, cheers again. And even that cheers made me cry. Like, everything they do, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And then Sam goes and he gets his girl. Good yeah, I wrote yeah. down, I put, shoot your shot, Sam, that confidence. <laughs> I know. I want to know what Sam is doing because by their, all of their reactions, especially Pippin's is like, mm. I'm like, what is, is he proposing to her? Is he making out with her? Like what is going on? <laughs> I just think the fact that he would go up and talk to her at all, maybe is surprising to them because- He's, you know, he's just been Sam. And like, we didn't even learn that he was like in love with her until they were at Mount Doom. That's true. Probably not making out with her. <laughs> you never know. I, I actually pictured that. I pictured him like professing his love to her and her being like, yeah. And then them kissing. That's what I've always Doing, like, pictured. Like the whole like dip thing. Like a dip. Yeah. 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 Like I've always pictured that. And I hope that's what it is. <laughs> I just pictured him being like, hey, um, nice to see you. Uh, you come here often type of thing. <laughs> you know, like little small talk. I know how to cook and I'm a gardener. You interested? <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested. You want to hear a story about the past year, what I did? <laughs> and then we go to Sam's wedding, which is so cute and lovely. Mm-hmm. Rosie has those flowers in her hair. And 
I love this behind the scenes story. Of course, I have to share a behind the scenes story. Um, so Sean Astin was really nervous about kissing someone who wasn't his wife. And uh-huh. he told his wife, like, don't worry, we're only going to get it in one shot. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. It'll be fine. But he kept not being able to get the kiss down. Oh, no. He was like so flustered about it, you know. And so they kept doing take after take after take. And some of the actors showed up to support him to try to make it feel more like a wedding. Oh. And (laughs) in between takes, there's this one moment where Vigo just grabs Billy Boyd by the face and just kisses him. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next take, Sean got the kiss right. Oh, there it is. We just need Vigo and, and Billy Boyd. Like, that's yeah. all you need. I actually knew this behind the scenes. Um, I've not watched all of them, but I've seen parts. And that's the part <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> and of- Billy is so funny. He's like, I think I saw stars. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my roommates said that in one of these ending scenes, Sam's, uh, not Sam. Sean Astin's wife was actually like on the set that day and he didn't want her to see him kissing someone else but I don't know if that was true or if that's a different scene I mean it would have been that scene I don't know if she was on set I just know that he felt like he did he felt bad that yeah he was kissing someone else and I don't think she particularly cared for that either I don't know I mean probably not but I mean he's an actor that's part of the job Mm mm-hmm also, are those Peter Jackson's kids again at the wedding? Or are these different kids? They might be. They look similar, but a little bit older, which is obviously natural because it took them <laughs> like three years to make these movies, but they were like the flower girls and little kids at the front of the wedding. To be honest, I've never noticed. I never noticed either. I wouldn't be surprised. Because he had his kids in the Shire before, so it would make sense to have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking a year older too. Oh. Mm-hmm. and then i don't know do you guys think that's an ending i didn't write that down as an ending wait we didn't we didn't say that pippin caught the bouquet oh sorry sorry (laughs) pippin caught the bouquet (laughs) (laughs) that's it i just thought it was funny i feel like it does kind of feel like an ending because frodo has like a voiceover Mm-hmm. and he says and i only wrote down part of the quote because honestly during this movie i couldn't even type fast enough i had to like pause and type notes and but i didn't pause this part but he said something that like some hurts go too deep to like ever mm-hmm. really let go of them mm-hmm. and that um Lindsay is well both of you but what Lindsay was saying earlier about the pandemic and everything that voiceover is what got me thinking about the past year and i was like We've all hurt so much this past year. It's been so deep that like, it's going to change us all forever. Yeah. So that's why it kind of felt like an ending. Cause he's like talking over it. And then the next thing we see is like him and Bilbo in a carriage. Yeah. I do like the, I wrote down some of the line. He says, how do you pick up the threads of an old life? How do you go on when in your heart, you're beginning to understand that there is no going back. And I think that's such a beautiful and poignant way to express grief like any type of grief or any type of loss, I feel like that relates. Yeah. There's no going back. Mm-hmm. Just forward. And then, yes, like you said, it's Bilbo and Frodo together in the carriage. And that's when Bilbo asks about the ring. Um, and he says, you know, if he, he asks if he can see it and Frodo has to think about what to say. And he tells him that he lost it. 
Mm-hmm. And I just love how Bilbo was like, it's a shame. I would have loved to hold it one last time because mm-hmm. that's what made me think like, even though it's been all this time since he's had it, what, like 18 years, right? At this point, since mm-hmm. he's had it, he still, he still just wants, he remembers wanting to hold it. Yeah. And then I love when Bilbo, when they, uh, I think this is when they actually get to the, the docks and he mm-hmm. says, I think I'm quite ready for another adventure. That was on my graduation cap. Oh my gosh, cute. I forgot about that until just now and Kirsten made it for me. I was about to say oh it gosh. was cute because I made it. <laughs> <laughs> so you. this might be a stupid question, but so Bilbo is going to the Undying Lands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is to a not, great honor. To literally like he gets to stay alive like an elf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. actually, Do I don't die? know how that works. I don't know if, if creatures who aren't or races or whatever humanoids who are not um elves if they do die or not there so i looked it up and i don't it doesn't say it doesn't say if mortal creatures going to the undying lands end up eventually dying or not so i don't know something that we might have to look into more and and answer at another time yeah or if anyone else knows the answer let us know yeah there's a gmail you can email that's right <laughs> hobbits at heart at gmail.com <laughs> um back to what Lindsay said when when bilbo says i think i'm quite ready for another adventure it just brings me back to the hobbit when he is like running to his first adventure where he's like i'm going on an adventure and it's just it's really cute to see him still hyped about going on adventures, even in his old age. That's a cute callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote that I, yeah, I love that Bilbo is ready for another adventure. And I was like, I relate to him in that sense because Bilbo was always wanting to go out and travel Middle Earth and have these great adventures. And I was like, I can see why he's Kirsten's favorite hobbit. I love him. Oh, so I can't wait to learn more about him when I read The Hobbit. <laughs> Coming mm-hmm. soon. He's drunk and yeah. kind of whiny. <laughs> I can't blame him though. Honestly, yeah. I tend to have more, more understanding for Bilbo than I do for Frodo. And I don't know why. I don't. Yeah. Cause you know, Frodo has it harder. Bilbo's like, yeah. I miss my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I miss That's the comforts true. of my hobbit hole. Like I miss my fireplace. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have this whole too. conversation. I'm like, I don't know. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. Um, Oh, but yeah, it's a really cute, I mean, I didn't know that that was a callback, but even regardless, I think it's a good line and I just, I like it. And he's walking with Gandalf and he's so cute. I know. And then Gandalf turns around and says, Frodo, it's time. Here's the thing. I forgot how this movie ended, like in this sense. Um, so I felt like when I was watching it, it was like the first time all over again. And I obviously you could tell in my voice I was just like so emotional (laughs) and Mary and Pippin start crying and they're all like what the fuck you couldn't have warned us that you're also leaving like how could he how dare he pull a fast one on his friends like this I think they might have convinced him to stay like if he had said something like they might have been like no don't go and he would have been like okay yeah I guess I won't go (laughs) but this way he could just be like I'm doing it but yeah. their reaction is is so sad. I also cried during this this part because I just pictured how it would feel saying goodbye to Lindsay forever. <laughs> and I said oh. no. <laughs> I know they've all been through 
so much together. Like so, so much. And like, of course I've mentioned this a thousand times, but in their story, they've had like four years or whatever since they returned to the Shire to kind of spend, but we've had like 10 minutes since the end. So it's like, what? They're leaving each other already, but they just came back together again, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I have a friend who asked me, she was like, I don't understand why Frodo had to leave. And I, I remember a lot of people saying that when this movie first came out, they're like, well, why did Frodo leave? Why didn't he just stay happily in the Shire? And I think it's just because of all of the pain that Frodo endured. Like he was saying, you know, he was at a point where he couldn't go back to the way things were. He could not go back to that Mm -hmm. simple happy carefree life in the shire and he needed to go to a place where he could be more at peace so that's my interpretation of it yeah i don't think he would have been happy in Mm -hmm. the shire yeah and then he hugs sam and it gets even more sad oh with the kiss yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just wrote like everything is like why is this so sad oh my gosh i am crying yeah (laughs) i can't handle this (laughs) I know that Gandalf says this when they're saying goodbye to him, but I just want to say I love his line where he says, I will not say do not weep for not all tears are in evil. And I think that's important because so many people are like, I'm going to be brave and strong and not cry. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> no, <laughs> well, not. <laughs> I don't think any of us feel that way. Yeah, no. I used to, I used to, then I opened the floodgate that is emotion. Yeah. Yes. And it hasn't stopped. <laughs> but also- We've mentioned so many times in the past, however many episodes that we just love that they cry, Mm -hmm. you know? So to have Gandalf be able to say this is like, oh, they know. (laughs) Yeah. They, They know what they're doing. Yeah. Also another behind the scenes story here is that they actually had to film this scene three separate times. Oh my God, why? Because of the body doubles? No, they had to oh. do three whole days of filming <gasps> when they were only supposed to do one because the first day after lunch, Sean Astin forgot to put his waistcoat, waistcoat back on. <gasps> so there it was, um, what is it called? Continuity was off. Mm. Okay. The second day that they went to go film it, almost the entire day, all of the filming was out of focus. And then they had to go back a third day. And in the behind the scenes, they're just saying like, you know, it's it was an emotionally exhausting and tolling scene to have to mm-hmm. film. And for them to have to do that three times, they were just like, we do not want to have to do this again, like to put ourselves through those emotions all over again. Oh, but they did yeah. a really good job. They did such a good job. <laughs> Could have done it on the first take if it wasn't for Sean Weston. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, uh, the fourth ending. Yeah, the ship sails away into the west and Frodo looks back and gives a little smile. So that is my favorite scene. Ah, we've come to it. (laughs) I um, have literally squealed watching this scene because, again, I love Elijah Wood and um, I just think he's so handsome. (laughs) So when he's just like getting onto the boat... And then, like, it's sailing off, and he, like, looks over his shoulder, which, like, A star, A plus um, quality right there is, like, always a good look is over the shoulder. But he just, like, <laughs> looks at them and grins, and then he does this, like, little head nod. Oh, I die. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. But it's, it's beautiful. And he, he like does look like he's at peace and he's happy with this decision. And it's like, it's a beautiful, beautiful sunset that they sail into. Sunrise, sunset. I don't know. I always picture it as a sunset. Yeah. Okay. That's, makes sense, you know. And they're going into the West. So yeah. Oh, sunset. yes, it is sunset. <laughs> Um, yeah, then go on to the final ending. The fifth ending. <laughs> the fifth and final ending when Sam returns home to the Shire and his family. And honestly, like, even though I was still, like, not over the fact that Frodo left them without saying it, like, oh, okay. Um, I'm glad it ends with Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've said this whole time, like, none of this would have happened without Sam. And while we maybe didn't see the recognition we thought he deserved... It obviously is there, you know? Yeah. So I love just seeing him going back to the Shire and it kind of, it takes out any question of like, is Sam mad at Frodo or is he sad or what's going on? Like, no, he's he's going to live his happy life with his family that he wants and the simple life at the Shire. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he achieved his goal. Like they were talking about like what they would have done. He was like, I would have married Rosie and he did it. He married her. He got yeah. the life he always dreamed of. And I thought that was- really really sweet that you can just want a simple life like that and be mm-hmm. happy and also frodo gave sam his book so he said the last few pages are for you so it's kind of like you know that the story is going to continue on with sam yeah living that mm-hmm. happy peaceful life so sweet. and i think are those kids his real kids have mm-hmm. i asked you that before okay. yeah so the daughter who runs out who he picks up that's sean's daughter and then um the baby that his wife is carrying is her child. Oh, the actress's child. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. And in this scene too, there is this so random, but when he goes inside his gate, there's just like one really tall sunflower. Yeah. I wrote that down too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was just like, oh, I love that one tall sunflower. Like it just stands out. And like I, sunflowers are my favorite flower. So like I noticed it. Um, but I just love that it was just like growing and yellow and bright and like, I don't know, it felt symbolic, but even though I'm sure it's just a sunflower. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wrote that I love Sam's hobbit hole. And I mean, he is a gardener, so it's so lush and full of flowers and yeah, yeah. those beautiful sunflowers and uh, it's just absolute goals, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. The door closes. You have that beautiful music and we fade out and the movie is over. (laughs) Oh my (sighs) God. We did it, you guys. What a journey. Uh, I feel so accomplished right now. (laughs) I feel emotional. I don't know why. Well, we've talked about emotional things for the past hour and a half, but... (laughs) We're here. We we did this. We got through Return of the King. You, Lindsay, you handled all my questions about the fucking undying lands <laughs> and the, the timelines and everything that doesn't make sense. And uh, everyone got to listen to that. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. For going on this journey with us. And Kirsten, thanks for being here. Yeah, this was fun. I love talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, and thank you to everyone too for, you know, I'm just thinking back over the last episodes and so many times that we swooned over Aragorn and Legolas and Eomer <laughs> and Frodo and all of the times that we got really giddy and excited about just really epic things or emotional about really mm-hmm. sad things. It's just, it's been fun to talk about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like weird because it's, 
it's like, oh my God, it's over. But also there's so much more to still cover that I'm just so excited, you know, to get there and do that. So, And I want to make a quick comment because before on the last episode, I compared Lindsay to Eowyn because they're both sad girls. Um, I would also (laughs) point out some other similarities is that Lindsay's a badass, strong woman too. (laughs) Yeah, she (laughs) Who fights for things that are right and doesn't let anything get in her way. So I would also like to say um, it's not just because they're sad girls. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I think all, I think all three of us, I mean, if I can include myself in that are all really strong women who all stand up for the things that we believe in. I think Kelsey and Kirsten, you're both such amazing, incredible friends up on the level of Sam. And yeah, I don't know. We just, Sam is friends goals. Oh my God. (laughs) See this? Not my eyelashes. <laughs> I was like, I do see your eyelashes and your pupil. <laughs> Is it a Teary. tear? Oh. It's tears. No. Oh. Like I said, it's just, I just, uh, it's been a long road, a long journey, and I'm just so happy and humbled. Yeah. So thank you. But this is not where the journey ends for Hobbits at Heart podcast. Uh, We are super excited for some things that we are cooking up for you listeners. So we'll be doing a whole nother episode, just kind of wrapping up this great journey, going through the movies and then talking about what's next. You've been listening to Hobbits at Heart. If you enjoy our podcast, please share, rate, and subscribe. And for exclusive content, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hobbits at Heart Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye.